0: Hi, it's Diko here. Before I start today's episode, I want to just take a moment to say a big thank you to all of you who listen to This Nigerian Life with Diko. It's truly really humbling and gratifying to get so many wonderful messages from people sending me DMs, from people just you know basically reaching out. But let me tell you something. There's actually an easier way and the way that we can actually have you featured on our show. And that's by hitting the message button and leaving us a voice message if you are listening to us on the Anchor app. If not, you know what? Keep sending the messages. We're truly grateful. It's fantastic. This is episode three. I hope you enjoy it. I didn't choose safety. Safety chose me. Those are the words of my guest today, Gauthier Obidia is also known as the safety chick. It's a great name and very catchy, but her work is actually very serious. She is focused very heavily on child safety, also youth rehabilitation. what is exciting. You can feel her energy, you can feel her pulse, you can feel her passion. It was truly a bit of a challenge for us to actually get this call because she's super busy and then of course as life goes uh technology wanted to fail us on the day of our chat but somehow we scraped it out it's short it's sharp it's exciting please enjoy the next episode with the safety chick this is this nigerian life with deco Welcome to this next episode of The Nigerian Life with Diko. I'm Diko Wanchikou, your host. And today I've got a special, special guest, Ugochi Obidiegu, who I've known for quite a long time and who is doing incredible things. The safety chick. That's all. You all know as the safety chick. Ugochi, welcome on This Nigerian Life.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm happy to be here.
0: Thank you. So... I'm gonna jump straight into it. So safety. I mean that's a super super niche, for lack of a better way of putting it. So why safety? Why did you choose to, you know, become the safety advocate?
1: So it wasn't like I chose safety. Safety actually chose me. Because I worked in an airline as a cabin crew and I remember returning from my flight one day and one of my bosses said oh you're going to join us to um, organize um, a safety meeting. It sounded like I was just supposed to be the secretary at that meeting, honestly that was what I thought. But it became that I was supposed to work with someone where to organize um, a safety event for the department. And later on, it now became something that had to be done every month for flight operation. Mm-hmm. And as I started to do my research, because I'm someone who likes to do things excellently. So as I did my research about it, I liked what I was reading. It was my kind of thing, because mm-hmm. I love to do things that challenge me, that make me you know, think and all that. So anyways, I started doing my research and then I saw that for you to uh, be a competent person in safety, you've got to have knowledge, you've got to got the ability, you've got to have training and experience. That's Kate. And I didn't really have all that. So I started training myself during my leave. I would go to other organizations to either work with them for free or take certain international certifications. And I wanted to actually move to working in oil and gas. But <laughs> all the places I tried to work in, nobody called me back. Oh. And in that, I had an encounter with God. Yes, <laughs> they didn't call me. Imagine, I'm so intelligent, right? But <laughs> they didn't call me anything. <laughs> anyway, Okay, so this company in South Africa says to me that they can't take me on at this time because they do not have plans to come into the Nigerian markets yet. And I remember feeling so crushed because I felt like they were my last hope at the time. But, but in that moment, God began to have a conversation with me and asking me why I wanted strangers to come and open a business for me to run when I'm the son of the soil <laughs> it was funny and I gave all the reasons why I shouldn't be the one to do it you know but for every reason I gave God countered it I didn't have enough experience to countered it with all the work I had done during my leave I didn't have enough certification He countered it also with all the work I had done during my leave and then I said I was a small girl how do I fight against um, compete rather against the big boys in the industry and he says no that's not where you would go, you would focus on small businesses and um, it made sense, you know, so I started and um, you know, in the course of starting I saw that um, people in smaller businesses did not really think they needed it You know, it was mostly people in aviation, construction and oil and gas that took safety seriously. The others just felt, oh, God forbid, it's not my portion. (laughs) And it was difficult to convince them. So I just thought, okay, so this is a problem already. These people are already adults. They are set in their ways. It may be a bit difficult, but if we can change the mindset from childhood and we begin to have young people who make better safety choices. They would grow with it and it helps us phase out those adults who do not believe in taking safety seriously. And so that was how the whole idea of going to school started. And you know, from there today, there, things have just have just grown, you know, but that wasn't how it started at the beginning. You see? So, so I'm just happy that all that um, the, the pathway, you know, the process actually fine-tuned what I was doing and then made it become what it is today.
0: Absolutely, I mean that's a, that's a fascinating and fantastic story. Um, I, I like the fact that schools you know have embraced what you're doing because I think you're completely right, you know get them young and start to get people to think from a very young age about how important safety is and, and must be for all of us now how have you how were the schools, were they, were they very warm in their reception when you came to say this is what I'm doing?
1: So initially a lot of them did not pay attention to me because I remember I've sent emails to many schools in Lagos and Abuja and maybe tomorrow they would respond to that email but <laughs> a lot of them didn't respond to me. So the very first school I was able to do something at was um, a public school and we were able to get a lead there because um, one of my colleagues at work knew someone in her church who taught in that school. So it gave us an easy entry. So what I did, my strategy to get more people to open their doors was, every time I would go to a school and teach them, since I saw how difficult it was to get entry. So when I would go to a school and teach, I'll make sure I take pictures. We do videos also of where the students are sharing what they have learned. And then I would use my social media platform to talk about it. So what that did for me was, because people kept seeing me go to this school, go to that school, be in that summer camp, people now started recommending schools to come to me. so if i had not gone with the little that i had if i had also not talked about it on social media no one would have known and it would have been so difficult and what i saw from then on it became so easy to break into the highbrow schools and there was a period when i got one highbrow school when the competitors saw it on social media they invited me when the other competitors saw me they invited me so you know it just (laughs) um blew up by itself just because there was documentation there was proof of work done and this is why i keep encouraging young people that as you do great work you must talk about it all these feelings of feeling um it's a thing of pride when you share your work Uh no it is not you are being your own personal pr agency because you most likely do not have the funds at the beginning to pay the pr guys and so you have to be your own pr agency at the beginning
0: Yeah, that's that's a mindset that I think we've all been sort of, you know, um, culturally, we've been told that don't treat your own horn too much because that's just being arrogant and that's just being too prideful. And I think you're so right that of us need to talk about our successes and the things and achievements that we're doing without feeling a sense of I'm trying to make someone else feel bad, but truly just because I'm happy to show that if I can do it, somebody else can do it. So, how, how seriously do we take safety as a country?
1: So generally, we do not take safety very seriously in this country, except people in certain sectors, the sectors I mentioned earlier, aviation, construction and oil and gas. And even in those sectors, the reason people take it seriously is because there are strict penalties for default.
0: Yes. And
1: then even then, it's not even 100% compliance in those industries. Now taking it back to the everyday man on the street, the everyday man on the street has not seen the correlation and so when I started out in 2016, I had to start sharing about safety in a simple way, in a fun way, in an interesting way. Now this is four years down the line and what I have seen now, it has led to more safety professionals to become advocates, taking this information out into their communities and all that. And so we have more people now who are more conscious, but there is still a long way to go. Yes, things are better now than it was in 2016, at least more people are conscious of the fact that your children can get molested right under your nose, yeah. more people are not conscious of the fact that they all need to know how to use a fire extinguisher. It's not enough to just have it as a fixture in your home, you know? So that consciousness is becoming there right but there's still so much because we want it to be so entrenched that it's just a part of life
0: yes absolutely and that's that's the way to go you wrote you wrote a book we wrote a series of books um adventures of muna which which have done incredibly well they've they've been sold across the country they've been sold across the countries in africa for those that don't know about the adventures of muna and we'll publish and push all of that information on your bio on the series talk about you know the process of what drove you to, to write in the book
1: okay so when we wrote when I started visiting schools I realized that I had to give the children examples of real-life occurrences so that they would see that what I'm teaching them is serious and it's important So I had to get stories from outside the country or Mm. from happenings in other schools. So I noticed that every time I was teaching, and then I would use an example, it got the attention of the children. Mm. Maybe if I was mentioning something that happened in a school that they knew about, it got the attention and the whole class suddenly got so lively. And I thought, Okay. okay, that means we can actually talk about this safety in a story format such that the children are just being entertained but they are also learning in the process so they do not feel that burden of learning something that seems technical Mm -hmm. and that's how the whole idea of writing the storybook storybook series came so for every chapter in the book we treat a different aspect of safety in a story and then at the end there are questions so that the children can answer and then at the end of each book there is a puzzle, there is a coloring activity, all that to make the process of learning fun and interactive. And because it is a story format, the children can relate. So for example, in one of the stories where we're trying to teach them not to play on stairs, Mm. uh, there's one of the characters that flew um, that tried to fly like superman and he fell off the stairs now everywhere i have said that all the children laughed because at some point in their life they have tried to mimic superman <laughs> <Exactly> <laughs> it is so true. relatable I that as a
0: child, sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly Exactly. So using the story format is just super. It makes the messaging get there and all I just have to do is read the story and then I ask them questions and then they are the ones teaching me. They haven't given me experiences that they have also had. And it's just a fantastic way for children to learn about safety in a very simple way. So we have um, three books in this series and during the pandemic, we wrote a smaller one on the coronavirus. So far, we also have it in English and in French because again, my target audience is the African child because I realized that the challenges we have on safety in Nigeria, is not just peculiar to us in Nigeria, it's an African thing. We believe in God so much. We believe in God's protection that we do not put safety systems in place. We hardly do, except maybe the nature of work we do forces us to do it. Otherwise, we just think nothing would happen. And you can't just think nothing would happen. Hope is not a strategy. You've got to be very deliberate.
0: That's very true. Yes. That's very true.
1: (laughs) You've got to be deliberate about your safety. You know so because um the target is the african child the book is in english and in french so that regardless of um whether you're french speaking or you're an english-speaking african you would be able to have access to the knowledge and our goal our future plan is to make sure that this book uh, becomes a cartoon series that children can watch oh, we're wow. able to create a trailer yes That's- we created a trailer okay and that one mini trailer the children that watched it, the, the, the feedback was just so good. and I could see that this is it. if we're able to make it just like a normal cartoon, but then they are getting safety knowledge in the process. That's just a perfect way to internalize it. And we're looking to work with um partners to make that come alive because again, creating animation is not beans. It
0: costs good money. <laughs> to go <with> the beans.
1: <laughs> yeah, it costs good money. And yeah. so, yes, we have our trailer and we're looking to partner with um organizations that want to take this out there so that more children can learn. And um we would cover different areas. In fact, our third book is um trying to teach children to know how to cope with other children with special needs because again it's really important to make these children have a balanced view of life it's not enough for them to know what to do in terms of fire in terms of preventing molestation Mm. in terms of abduction they also need to know how to treat children with special needs that they see around Many times, the reason they do not know what to do or they, or they bully them is because they do not know better. Yeah. So what, what's a better time than now Absolutely. to you know, pass that information to them?
0: Absolutely. It's the, the fear of, of the unknown. So you know, a lot of times you react in a way to people that are not like you because you don't know what else to do. So you want to dominate them all. Okay. Yeah. I, think, I think that's fantastic. I'm, I'm excited about the series. I'm excited about the animated series I meant. And um, for sure, I think people will reach out to you. Hopefully, and we'll also do our best to push people your direction that that you know that work or that look for projects like this that they can get involved in. You know, I know you've been. You know, I think I think it's important here to tell the audience just how far you've come. And when I say this, I, I, I you know you've done your your yali. Um, is it alumni or what do you guys call yourselves out <laughs> YALI? Yes, uh,
1: I'm a Mandela Fellow, Mandela Ar- YALI RLC Fellow.
0: There you go. I've
1: done the three arms of YALI basically.
0: Wow. So, I mean, and and all of this has come from your work as the safety chick, the safety advocate. Um, it's taking you all around the world, hasn't it?
1: Yes, it has. Interestingly,
0: <laughs> that's, that's yeah. cool. I know you spoke at a, you spoke at a big convention, safety convention last year in Las Vegas. How was that? How was that experience?
1: Uh, that experience was um, was a dream come true because one of my goals for twenty nineteen was to speak on an international safety platform, and so I. I asked myself what are the things I needed to do to make that happen and then I did it. And I got um, two offers actually, but they were happening almost close close together, so I had to choose one. (laughs) So I went to Las Vegas. I also had an offer in South Africa. And interestingly, I wasn't present at the South African one, but the German presenter who was speaking, when it was her turn to speak during her presentation, a picture of myself was shown on the screen. And she was telling the attendees that this lady is doing great work on child safety on the continent. Wow. And I wasn't there, but I was being spoken about there, you can imagine. So, That's you know, amazing. those kinds of things just make you see that the work you do is, um, is valuable. The work you do is not just a waste of your time and energy. Because mm. I remember that when I started out and I was working during my leave, doing all those exams, some of my colleagues would look at me like, "What is wrong with you? Like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be chilling during your holiday. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing?" No, but you know now, and I look back, <laughs> all the sacrifices paid off.
0: Amazing. No, it truly really is amazing, and it definitely has paid off. And I, you know, it's gonna keep getting better for you. You know, you. I've known you for a long time, and I'm, I'm extremely proud of the work that you do. I'm extremely proud of of everything that you've, you've achieved in what might seem to a lot of people as a very short time, but they haven't seen the years of work and the hard work that you've done to get to this mm-hmm. point. And you're doing such amazing work to help our children um, and just human beings as a whole, especially on the, here on the continent, to understand how important it is to... You know, not put too much load on a socket or you know all those sort of things it's 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 amazing i'm super super proud of you so before we sort of sign off here um what's next for you and how can people reach out to you if they want to get involved with, you know your safety advocacy and projects you're working on how do we how do they reach out to you what's the best way okay so what's
1: next for me so um in the course of doing the work i do i realized that i'm really great at creating programs and products and even advising on policy because earlier this year i was invited to um, give my insight on a school safety policy for the country and that could only have happened because of the work i was doing and so i, I see now that because of um, what i have learned in the course of doing my work i have gained insight to even do this in other fields so recently I started a pr- another program where we're trying to equip rehabilitated groups. Those who are suffering um, effects of substance abuse, but who are now currently recovering, we're trying to equip them with digital skills so that they can be employable or even have their own businesses. Because many times we realize that one of the causes of them relapsing into drug again is the fact that after they cleaned out nobody hired them they didn't have work to do and so they went back to doing what they knew best and so now we're trying to assist by um, providing them with digital skills so that they are able to fend for themselves they're able to do meaningful work and do not um, think of relapsing so i'm open to working in in terms of um, creating project ideas, program, product ideas that would help to solve pressing development issues affecting young people. So that's my core at the moment. So yes, I started out with safety, but I'm open to, you know, doing more as exemplified in this work we're currently doing in substance abuse. More people can reach out to me on social media, via email. Um, I'm quite um, receptive to messages and I respond. I may not respond immediately due to workload, but I would always respond. Important. So on um, Instagram, the safety chick, C H I C without a K. Okay. And um, for email, gochi at the safety chick. Okay. Dot com. Yes. I'll so make receptive. sure that's all
0: on, on the on the, on the bio and there so that people can reach out to you and see how. They can work with you to, you know, to, to help push all yes. leaving things. And, and we're really
1: yes, and we're okay. And then, of course, we're really trying to ensure that the public schools have access to these safety education materials before the pandemic we were supposed to work with a partner to get the books and the safety posters to some public schools in the northern part of the country but you know due to the lockdown restrictions that was put on hold so we are open to working with individuals like that that want this safety knowledge to go out there to more children most especially those whose schools may not be able to afford for them to pay for them you know so these people can help can purchase them from us and then we can help them deliver to any of the schools across the country, we are able to deliver across the country.
0: Fantastic, Ugochi. Um, always a pleasure to to catch up with you and to see you. You know, thank you for the amazing work you're doing with um, with all of these things you're doing, from from the safety aspect to the substance abuse rehabilitation that you're doing with, with young people. You're truly a a, a treasure of this country and we need more people like you to, um, to push us to the next level. And that's why I wanted to tell your story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: you for the opportunity to share. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to this Nigerian life with Deco. I truly hope you've enjoyed this last episode. Now, if you've enjoyed it, I urge you to please subscribe. Also, Feel free to share this with your friends and your family. And I look forward to seeing you on the show next week again, when we shall have another really wonderful guest. Thank you. This is This Nigerian Life with Dico.